previously on Imptab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei, uh, having our lost boy back in Bossing say all of our friends in the Masked Spirits decided to chill for a little bit, take stock of what was going on. Uh, before they could manage to do that, though, Brother Hotaru straight up showed up at Lang's Discount Pets and was like, hey, you should stop doing that Spirit Bowl stuff. And they were like, actually, no, we're going to keep doing that Spirit Bowl stuff. But uh, Brother Hotaru bought a llama bug as a quote-unquote token of allyship, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> then you all decided to do your downtime. A whole bunch of new projects were figured out. Wei Young has figured out how to open the ghost door back into the spirit world. Tonin is planning a coup. There's a whole bunch of spirits showing up everywhere. Uh, Siwei is still going to breeder class. There's that going on. That's such a normal thing compared to the rest of these, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like you got two siblings. One's in prison, the other one's an Olympic athlete, and you're just like, yeah, I got my GED. <laughs> Life's good, man. <laughs> but yeah, now that we've had some time to rest and recoup for a little bit, uh, what's going to happen? What plans are we going to put together? Let's find out here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ed Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwe Lang. So, I've been kind of on and off talking with each of you a little bit, I think, about sort of what ideas you might have about how we want to handle this. So I want to propose that we do something maybe a little atypical and rather than trying to go through this in character necessarily where we've got a lot of messed up trauma and ego and stuff going on, I'm thinking maybe we could just like each of us as players talk about, okay, here are the pieces laid out on the table as we see them. Here's maybe what I think I might want to do and then maybe any discrepancies between what you as the player want to do and what you think your character might want to do and maybe try and work it out that way. Does that make sense? Yes, I like that. Mm -hmm. It feels like it will run a lot more smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got a lot of pieces in place. Uh, does anybody want to start off talking about uh, how they feel like we want to try and tackle this whole crazy situation? So here's what I think. Way young, becoming a better person is not a straight uphill climb. Um, it, there's there's dips and weaves and dodges and things get weird along the way, but as long as you're training upward, that's the case. So I think that as far as what I want Wei Young to be like by the end of the campaign, I would like him to be a better person, like just in all ways. Mm. Um, but I think that he's at a point of making a big choice. Um, is he going to try and be the Earth King still? And I haven't decided which way he's going to go with that, but yeah, that's that's where I have Wei Young in my mind. But aside from that, I'd say his biggest goal right now is bring Day home because he does owe Day for everything plus bringing him home. <laughs> so that's my biggest goal at the moment for Wei Young is get Day back into the overworld. I Can we just assume that during downtime or something, we completely filled Wei Young in on what we know? If you would like to have done that, then certainly. I, I would like to have done that. Okay. So the fact that he's not sure about wanting to become the Earth King anymore makes me want him to become the Earth King much more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't so sure about this whole thing, but now well, if, if you know if you're if you're really hungry for power, it's like, eh, but if he's like, maybe I wouldn't be a good Earth King. Good. Then you would question yourself and maybe listen to some advisors. Um, <laughs> Bro, snow. <laughs> 
my goal is, I, I've, I've already kind of laid it out, but I want to start this war with the Daofei gangs. I want to use that as a framing to go in and pull off that job against the Earth King. So basically, I want to pull two jobs. The first job I want to pull is I want to kick off the war. The second job I want to pull is framing one of the old guard for killing the Earth King. Maybe we can even use Brother Hotaru or somebody that we don't like and frame them for killing the Earth King. Then I'm going to use other resources, you know, my calligrapher people to give Wei Young a quote-unquote legitimate claim to the throne. He'll come in, become the new Earth King, and then with his authority, we will fully get rid of the old guard, turn the new guard into high-ranking nobles who can still steal from people. They're just noble now, so it's legal for them to steal, I guess. And we completely abolish the Daofei. That's that's my big goal. It's a little big, but that's it. <laughs> just a little. Also, I don't know if anyone will get this reference, but you're making me feel like we're playing Crusader Kings instead of Blades in the Dark. <laughs> We've got to forge a, cl- a fake claim to the throne so it looks legitimate. We've got Exactly. To- <laughs> I feel very lame, but Evan and Seaway both just want money (laughs) i just seaway's motivation has always been i tried to start very basic and it's been very simple and that is that there is a debt and that debt needs to get paid and there's only one way to pay a debt (laughs) i mean uh something to consider is uh you're what two-thirds or a third of the way through paying your debt what does life look like after the debt you just gonna go legit are you gonna get hooked on the lifestyle are you gonna take up a new hobby like what what's your deal the original plan was to go legit, but I am now unstable, and there are some people in this world that have pissed Seaway off. Uh, I don't love Gecko Senior. Um, <laughs> Why not? And you're still mad that you didn't get to kill him. He walks around kind of like he owns the place in a way that I'm not a fan of. We could frame him for the murder of the Earth King. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I like that. Um... Yeah, I, I want money. I want to take out Gecko Senior. And uh, I don't love all these spirit shenanigans, but I don't know what I can do about it because I tried to fight Father Glowworm once and it went very poorly. Seaway's <laughs> C- kind of on team. We need to contact the Avatar when it comes to Father Glowworm. That is kind of my end goal because I think I said it earlier, but a request from the newly established Earth King to the Avatar will probably result in her coming, getting rid of the glow, Father Glowworm, and then that's it. But if a bunch of thugs contact her, she might also kill us just because, you know. She's Kyoshi. She's Kyoshi. She might just do it. <laughs> I was bored. You guys were doing crime, so did what I do. Kind of her thing. Um, I know that narratively, it makes a lot of sense. Like, well, not, maybe not narratively. Realistically, you call the cops when there's a big problem, right? That's the equivalent of calling the Avatar to serve up Father Glowworm. Narratively, I think it'd be way more fun if we sorted it out. I'd like to. And maybe, you know, like I said, the the other option, if we don't contact the Avatar, if we do hold the power of the kingdom and I take over the Earth Sages and Seaway takes over the military, we could come down on him with the might of the city and kind of just take him out. Hopefully. I mean, we'd have more allies. One thing I would like to address RE bringing in Kiyoshi to solve the problem is... 
initially I was thinking about what do we do about Kiyoshi because we don't want this to be just like a story about Kiyoshi. There are already stories about Kiyoshi. We want this to be a story about you guys, the Masked Spirits. That was why I came up with the idea originally that she's off working to fight against Jin the Conqueror. She's not really welcome in Bossing Say at the moment so that we could focus in on you guys. And so whatever you guys end up feeling, though, is most satisfying for the story of the Masked Spirits. Like, if you invite Kiyoshi to come in and stop Father Glowworm through the influence of the throne of Bossing Say, do you feel like that is a satisfying enough conclusion? Do you guys feel like you've accomplished enough to make that satisfying for the Masked Spirits? Or do you feel like it would be more satisfying for you guys as the players if you do take out Brother Hotaru with your own hands? I want to do it with my own hands. That, that might be my second biggest goal at the moment. But how satisfying would it be to just be sitting on the throne of Bossing Say, invite Father Glowworm in and say, all right, now that we're both in positions of power, let's talk. And then just have Kiyoshi step out from behind a pillar and ice him and then be like, good conversation. That, that <laughs> sounds satisfying as heck. But I know you want to be the one to kill him. Well, I just want to kill Father Glowworm. I don't want to kill the boy. Oh, wow. You want a real challenge. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, because I mean, if we just kill the boy, we're going to have the same problem in 16 years. It's fair. Oh, but I don't know how to kill a, well. Which brings me to my point about Day. Last session, I said that he was going to get a new playbook thing, and I opted for Ritual. And uh, I know I told Ned one thing, but I, I think I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Oh, boy. Instead of a ritual that will help him come home, I think that Day has been talking with Ko and has discovered a way to pull, separate a spirit from a body. Oh. So if we can get Day home, then we can pull Father Glowworm out, and then we can just obliterate Father Glowworm. Okay, I like this. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm fine if Kiyoshi is the one who does it. But I want Father Glowworm to know it was my doing that got him there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think if if the if we are in accord, I think we can pull a job to kick off the war. Then once that's going, pull the job to frame Gecko Senior for the murder of the Earth King. And then I don't know if it's going to be a full job to seat you as the new Earth King. It might be. But once we're there, we've killed the king. I know that Tigwe said he can't really help people back from the spirit world, but I'm sure he knows a thing or two about how to make it a little easier. And plus, you already completed that clock to kind of know how to do it. So we could probably pull day back, invite the earth, or invite, um, you know, this is, of course, assuming all of this doesn't blow up on our faces. Yeah. But we could then invite Father Glowworm to come and chill and maybe punt him out of the body and stomp on his face that would be nice <laughs> so i imagine we've been down in our little silent room talking about plans for like four days now getting things set because has kitchy just moved in with us i kind of like the idea of her just hanging out now she doesn't like being alone and if she's at ling's discount pets she doesn't have to earthbend herself out of her front door every morning because of the monorail <laughs> yeah, <'cause> of the <laughs> pillar. oh you know See, wait, will you hire Kitchy to, to run the counter? Yeah, I was th I was just thinking that. <laughs> if, if Kitchy, and she is she is a little lonely, she would request, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays she has to go play pie show. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he would offer it. And I think, she, I think she'd take it. Nice. All right, so one character's got their happy ending. That's good. Okay, a couple of thoughts that I would like to offer real quick, RE, uh, what we've discussed with plans. First, if you do want to bring in Kiyoshi, there's definitely going to need to be some heavy diplomacy taking place. 
because Kiyoshi, especially in her youth, is very much a big stick avatar. She is a blunt instrument. If you just tell her, hey, Father Glowworm's here, she's going to show up, kill Brother Hotaru, and then 16 years later, you're going to have this problem again. Yeah. Keep that in mind if you want to involve Kiyoshi. The other thing I want to mention is we know that kind of like assassinating the Earth King is the beginning point for all of this kind of snowballing out of control. But keep in mind, you've got the planning the coup clock that until you have that completed, you don't get the bonus dice to the engagement roll. Yeah, which is why the first thing I want to do is kick off the war. And hopefully we can close up that as like have a war council after we start the war to finish planning the coup. Actually, and I no, I was just realizing Seaway also uh, is um, on board with the plan to take the throne because it's easier to get back at mercy for everything she's done to him from that position of power absolutely Mm -hmm. i i'm less and less in favor of pulling in kiyoshi the more i think about if if we can get day back and separate the spirit that's that's more what i want to do i think in that case that our first mission should be figure out a way to get day back or start the war i think either or would be a good starting point and then whatever one we don't do would be the next mission so we could start the war get day back frame gecko senior and then wipe out the Glovatar. will starting the war involve punching slash destroying things very much so is my my, my plan is to so we saw shao ji jing going into Lumkasity block shao ji jing is old blood yeah correct so what if that's who we attack to kick off this war? The Jings, if I remember, are not just old blood, but like real OG gangsters. They're like the old blood. Yeah, so I know we talked about this in the obligatory talkback, but I'm pretty sure we haven't actually talked on the main feed about what's going on with the Jings. So this all goes back to the Yellownecks. There's this guy, Shupingan, who I think we have talked about Shupingan on the main feed. He has this group called the Yellownecks. They're basically trying to take over the entire Earth Kingdom. And they've gone through so many different ups and downs, so many iterations, leaders being imprisoned, leaders being killed, leaders having all kinds of disputes along the way. So it started out as the Yellownecks, then it became the Autumn Bloom Society, then it became the Triad of the Golden Wing. And that is sort of canonically the last formal iteration of the LNX as an entire group. But then they started splitting off into factions. We know that in the Avatar Legends Core rulebook, there is one group, canonically, the Fanged Mercenaries, that we know is a splinter faction of the Jings. But I've included a few other splinter factions of the Jings. We have the Painted Zealots run by Mok, the guy who has the weird missing nose thing. Oh no, that's why is the one who has that. The Laundry Club is owned by Mock, the guy who was kind of previously the second in command of all of those organizations. And then we have the Jings, who we introduced in the Fight Club one-shot. They were the ones that kind of traditionally had the most power because of the three Jings, these incredibly powerful benders who had very much honed their fighting techniques. However, after the events of the Fight Club one-shot, they had a pretty bad job that went very sour. And in that job, Gigi Jing, who was the positive Jing, was killed. Zhongli Jing, the neutral Jing, was imprisoned and taken to the jail underneath Lake Laogai, the maximum security prison there. And Xiao Ji Jing, the negative Jing, is the only one who is still remaining free. And he's the one who is leading the Jings at this point. 
but they have lost a lot of status because of that. Interesting. Oof. So it, it still feels like it would be a good idea to attack him at to start a war, right? Do keep in mind that they're the ones who loaned you Eelhound and the boys. We can figure out the specifics. <laughs> we know we got to attack somebody to trigger a war. We don't got to know the specifics. I would also like to bring up just one more little thing uh, as we're kind of looking at order of operations. As soon as you go to war, there are mechanical ramifications that come with that. So when you are at war with another faction, they actively go out of their way to hurt you, even if it's not in their best interest to do so. And they expect you to do the same and take precautions against you. When you're at war with any number of factions, your crew suffers plus one heat from scores, temporarily loses one hold, and PCs only get one downtime action rather than two. Yes, I plan on mitigating that as well. Okay, how? Well, hopefully we are successful in kicking off this war, and that is the first job we do, and hopefully we can gain some crew XP for that and take war dogs. Okay. Because I know Evan Evan talked about that one being one he wanted to take earlier, and I think that Personally, I think that would be the smart one to take once we kick the war off. You know, we could kick off a war between two factions and make it look like we're not involved. See, this is why we have meetings. <laughs> this is a good this is a good plan. Yes. Okay. Then maybe we don't well, maybe yes, maybe we can take You know what? We can make this really easy. We frame the lamplighters and make it look like they attacked the Jings. That would cause some mayhem, I think. I like it. If we but if we remember Christian's comment from earlier, you saw Xiao Ji Jing going into Lung Kao. That's also it. I think because I because remember when we tried to like our first job, quote unquote, with this whole thing was really to see if Brother Hataru was with the old guard or the new guard. I think Brother Hataru is with the old guard. We're doing a lot of planning for our improv. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Yeah. Would you guys like to maybe gather some information? Like if there are empty places within your intelligence that you'd like to fill in, you can always attempt to gather information. Yes, please. Let's get Jenna on the phone. <laughs> I would love to gather information. Specifically, I want to try and figure out if there's already been some tensions between Old Blood and New Blood specific crews. Okay. What skill would you like to roll to start determining that? I would like to roll consort we have already been invited into this coalition so i'm kind of under the assumption we have a little bit more free reign to kind of go to each other's bases and talk and you know all gather information together so i'd like to kind of talk you know at a tea shop or something with some of the guys who maybe they are a little loose-tongued about who's been stirring up trouble all right go ahead and make that roll that's a five. That is standard information, good details, clarifying follow-up questions. So in particular, we already want to know about the lamplighters versus the jings. Is that who we want to start with? Yeah, and then I can ask follow-up questions after that. All right. So the information you're able to glean about the relationship between the lamplighters and the jings. So Xiao Ji, he is only one guy running an organization that used to be run by three people. He really misses his two friends. One of them's in jail, one of them's dead. Well, how do you bring back somebody who's dead? Talk to Brother Hotaru, right? Oh no. So you determine that the Jings have approached the Lamplighters for an alliance, and the agreement that they have come to, as you understand it, is Brother Hotaru's like, hey, you already want to get your other friend out from underneath Lake Laogai. There's somebody underneath Lake Laogai that I also would like you to free. So we're going to team up. You can get Zhongli out. And if you also release Tagaka, the pirate queen, I will bring back Gigi for you. 
the pirate queen? Yes. She's, she's a pretty bad dude. <laughs> so yeah, you're aware. Yes. Tagaka used to be the head of what was known as the Fifth Nation, a massive, incredibly powerful pirate fleet that sailed the entire globe, doing whatever they pleased, stirring up havoc. It was only through the Avatar's intervention that they were able to be stopped. Tagaka was taken underneath Lake Laogai, and there are currently a bunch of splinter fleets of the Fifth Nation who have never quite managed to bring back their power. But if Tagaka was released, who knows what would happen? Huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is good information. Um, then I guess my first follow-up question would be, who has been the most vocal in wanting to take down the Jings? Take down the Jings. Okay. I mean, obviously outside of, you know, bossing, say, City Guard and all that stuff. So here's the interesting thing. The Yellowneck factions have had a lot of infighting ever since Shupingan was killed at the hands of the Avatar. So the Fanged Mercenaries, they're currently the most influential of the Yellowneck Splinter factions. But even then, the two leaders of the Fanged Mercenaries, Lei Feng and Hana, they are kind of at each other's throats right now. And there's a lot of people speculating that, like, if you could manage to drive a wedge between those two, then that could potentially split up the fanged mercenaries. And those guys also are looking over at the Jings being all like, what are these guys doing? They think they're the most powerful? No, we're the most powerful. So it's kind of this big ego trip of people being like, no, we're the ones who should be carrying on the legacy of the Yellow Necks, not these other people. Hmm. We could, I guess we could, I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody we like under the bus. Yes. I guess we don't need to, we don't really need to involve, we could just need to get the old blood fighting amongst themselves. We can really just do that, right? Could we do that? Is that, am I too crazy for thinking that? Well, if we're looking at the old blood, was it just me or were we just talking about wanting to frame Gecko Senior? Yeah, so what if we just have like Gecko Senior, we pose as Gecko Senior, trying to make waves amongst the fanged mercenaries of the Jings, going in there and attacking as Gecko's very good smuggling operation and then start a fight amongst the old guard and use that as our distracting war. Do you think we could do that? There's a reason I picked someone that just punches things. <laughs> My brain is spaghetti right now trying to figure out all of these threads. Christian, I know you are very hardwired for this type of thing. I trust you completely. <laughs> I am your weapon. Point me at what you want me to punch. Give, give me a little drop of rage essence and just push him in a room. Right. Huh. Okay. Would you like to gather any additional information by any chance? I would like to gather a little bit of knowledge real quick. All right. What do you want to do? I want to find out if Yang has a family. Oh, oh. my gosh. Okay. Whoa. Hey. All right. How do you want to try to find out if Yang has a family? Probably... I would assume study or consort, but for me, they're the same amount of dice. All right. Uh, you're doing stuff in the shadows, so I think you're probably not interacting with people as much as you are just kind of watching. Okay. Six. All right. That is exceptional details, complete information, follow-ups, reveal related information, and more than expected. Does Young have a family, Ned? Uh, I don't want to make this decision. I'm going to let the dice choose for me. <laughs> Young has a family. Tell me about them, Ned. Yes. I'm going to roll to see how many individuals are in Yang's family. Uh, he has a wife and one child. How old is the child? What no. is wrong with the you? The child is two years old. Two years old. No. Perfect. Tell me what you think about this one, all right? No. I think we already know the answer. Now hold on. We want a war to happen, all right? <laughs> oh. We've been worried about trying to get the gangs to kill each other. 
I think we make the city come down on the gangs. So I think we kidnap his child and we leave it in Brother Hotaru's front room. What? And then they're just going to swarm on that. <laughs> what if we... Hotaru is going to, you know, go nuts, do his thing. What if we kidnap the kid and put it in Gecko Sr.'s place, leaving a note saying, here's the ransom for Gecko Sr.? I can write a very convincing... I'm very good at calligraphy and I can have Jen help me. Let's tweak this plan a little bit. Okay. We kidnap the child. We don't take it anywhere. We keep it with us in, like, the soundproof chamber we have underneath the pet shop. Okay. We leave evidence at the kidnapping scene that indicates that there is a massive conspiracy amongst several gangs to try and tear down the anti-corruption task force, and it starts by stealing what's most precious to them. Evan, you can look up. It's okay. <laughs> this is like when Team Avatar is in Omashu and they accidentally end up with May's younger brother. <laughs> this will be no accident. We've been planning for almost 40 minutes, guys, so maybe we should. <laughs> I just want to steal a baby. <sighs> okay, that's that's all. I just want to steal a baby. I... You know, well, time out, a, time out a second. I accidentally tort... I didn't accidentally. I intentionally tortured somebody um, and the patrons weren't happy about that, um, <laughs> which is fair. I'm not upset about it. I just want to make sure I'm still staying within a TV 10 boundary by stealing a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not going to hurt the kid. I have no intention to hurt the kid. No, no, no. It's <laughs> a different statement. <laughs> I will not hurt the child. There we go. Intentionally. Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to injure a child by my actions. Okay. Let, let's bring Isaac Asimov into this. <laughs> you are not going to harm the child and you are not going to allow the child to see harm by action or inaction. How about that? <laughs> sure. Yeah, the, the, the laws of robotics. I like it. Um, I have a kid. I don't want to hurt a kid. <laughs> so I don't hate the idea of kidnapping the kid, but I want to make sure it's very clear. Like, I want to leave a ransom note that says, we, the old guard are tired of your interference, the king's weak leadership, like a whole spiel saying, we have your kid. Here's here's what I'm going to propose we do. We're going, we know that the child is going to be kidnapped and <laughs> someone is going to get framed for it. We're taking a kid no matter what. <laughs> so I say we get in there and we just see what message we end up leaving for Yang. I like it. Mm -hmm. I say we, can we do the thing I do have a question. Yes. Are we going to claim that we are hired for this, or is this an us job? Oh, is the man. Old, is a new guard? Nobody is hiring you to kidnap Young's child, so this is going to be a claim for you guys. Okay. I'll take it. I will I will take it. Okay. So, assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, or transport? <laughs> transport. I want to say transport, but it's, it's stealth, right? <laughs> Trespass unseen. It's stealth. Or transport, one of the two. Well, this is going to largely determine like what part of it we actually get into. If it's stealth, this is you breaking into Yang's house and actually kidnapping the child, leaving the evidence behind. If it's transport, we basically assume that you've already got the child and now you're trying to not be captured as you're bringing it back to your base. I want to do the stealth part. Okay, we'll do stealth. You want to do a stealth part? We haven't done that type of classic heist in such a long time. Just breaking and entering and... Get in, get the goods, get out. We're doing an escort mission. <laughs> oh, boy. And we know this NPC can't walk as fast as us. And it screams. <laughs> Two-year-olds are loud, man. Okay, so you're trespassing unseen. We need the point of infiltration. As part of the does he have a family 
do I know which room in his house the baby sleeps in? I mean, you got really good information. Yeah, how specific is the point of entry? Do we just say, like, his mansion? Going back to, like, you're not necessarily going to know where the child's room is, I think, but you would have, with your gathering of information that you had earlier... You would have been told about like, oh yeah, the servant's entrance. Okay, out back. that's that's where okay. we'll go in then. Servant's entrance, that's the one. We'll be disguised. Yeah, so let's figure out load. <sighs> if you go heavy, you can't really disguise yourself as a servant. If you even go normal, like you look like a scoundrel ready to get up to shenanigans. I'm going light. And light is three things? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just got to make sure they're three really good things. I'll go light. I will also go light. I will note... I am disguising all of us as different people from different gangs. Wise. Mm. So, like, I'll be someone from the Lamplighters, uh, and someone could be someone from the Jings and the Fanged Mercy. Like, we'll we'll all look with different symbols and stuff. If we do get seen, we will look like members from three separate gangs. All right. So we've got our load. We've got our type of job. We've got our point of entry. So now we start with one die for sheer luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Yes. Incredibly so. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Now, is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? It's pretty complex. Mm-hmm. It's pretty complex, unfortunately. We gotta get the kid, leave the evidence, make sure everyone's where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're at just one for sheer luck. Does the serpent's entrance expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? It's a vulnerability. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Is the target strongest against this approach or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? I think Yang being just who Yang is, is enough uh, special preparations. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back down to one. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? We're kind of doing this just on our own initiative here. Hey, wait. We've got a chemist tied up in the sheer shoe cages. Could he make something that would help? Like a stink bomb, you know? Or like a smoke bomb or... You know, you could sure ask him to make a stink bomb or a smoke bomb for you. Oh, he's not... He's going to make just a bomb that's going to blow us up. I don't trust Mm -hmm. him at all. It's just a regular bomb. (laughs) This definitely won't kill you, wink. Yeah, I think that's a bad call. Yeah, let's not ask him for help until... Well, never. (laughs) All right. Are there any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? If we're really good, there won't be. But, I mean, the target is young. Yeah, so that currently brings us to zero dice. Are there any other elements you want to consider? Tier, location, etc.? I mean, we we put some real thought into it. I don't think there's anything that can help us here. <laughs> yeah, so Yang, while he is part of the anti-corruption task force, which is tier five, Yang as an individual is just a guy. So what I'm thinking is you guys are currently tier one, weak hold. We'll say he as an individual is tier zero stronghold. So we'll give you one die for your tier advantage over him. Yikes. We are eternally grateful for your mercy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Would anybody like to roll that or shall I? I want to do it. I really want to roll you this You want to do it? I've gotten sixes on most of the stuff I've rolled tonight. I'm feeling pretty good. Why would you say that out loud? Because. Now it's going to be a one. I don't believe in fate. All right, here we go. <gasps> Ready, set. That's a two. Oh, oh boy. Oh, 
You're in a desperate position when the action starts. Oh, no. So. It's fine. You all come bustling in through the servant's entrance. You've just, like, bound and gagged the three servants who were there and take them out back into, like, some barrels or whatever. And you all head in through the service entrance and you step into the kitchen area and you see there's a little lamp burning. Uh, well, I guess what time of day do you guys want to be doing this? Oh, night. Middle of the night. Okay. There's a little lamp burning by one of the cupboards and you see there's a figure standing by like a little preparation area and you see Yong turns around to you with a sandwich in his hands. I immediately do the traditional servant bow of bossing say you know a deep bow very respectful hold hold on a second didn't you say we're all dressed up like gang members no we're all we're all dressed up as servants if we are caught or you know things like that we can be identified as members of these other groups gotcha your faces are gang members your attire is servant yeah so we're like dressed up as other gangs disguised as servants okay i was confused it's a hat on a hat yeah hat on a hat (laughs) Uh, i i just don't really know what to do and i see tone and bow and i do the same i too am familiar with how servants bow Richie Rich. <laughs> all right. Uh, Yong sees you all bowing and says, Ah, don't mind me. I just really, really wanted to try that new prosciutto that you brought in from down the middle ring. It's quite good. Of course, Master. Would you like me to prepare that for you, or would you like to do it yourself? All right. You have made your voice heard. What do you want to roll to not get caught? I mean, I'm trying to disguise it, but uh, I would like to roll... Oh, you're straight up trying to convince him you're not you. Yeah, would that be sway? Makes sense to me. I need full successes, so I am going to... What's the devil's bargain? (laughs) The devil's bargain. Because a four is a partial success. Four is partial. Oh, we should have set a position before we made the roll. Is this desperate? Yeah, you're in a desperate position when it starts. Um, I'll say desperate with standard effect. Uh, So partial success on a desperate roll. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. Could I say that? And as I'm saying that... Just kind of whisper over to Seaway. Hey, Seaway, knock him out. <laughs> and just, Use his real name? Are you kidding? And, and just forget about the whole disguise thing. And no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, but basically, like, instead of trying to hide my cover, kind of just say, screw this. We're disguised anyway. Just knock this guy out and we'll just make a run for it. If you would like to. Well, screw it. Seaway wants to fight. This is the direction I'm pointing the weapon. All right. I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> flashback. Boom, flashback. <laughs> All right. Before we went on this job, I went and I didn't just disguise us as random people. I went and I learned specific individuals from three different gangs that I knew had been in trouble with the law before. Mm. You like broke into Yong's office and found his shortlist. Something like that. Yeah. Or like I talked to or, you know, I talked to a guard or something and I, I found out information as to who he doesn't like from the old guard. And I made sure we were disguised as those people okay. so that he would know who we were. And I'm going to call Seaway his disguise name and tell him to knock this guy out. Okay, you've got Boots, uh, your ally, who would be able to help you get that information. Yeah. So I think we'll make this a one stress flashback and uh, probably just like consort to chat with Boots about it. Okay, let's do that. There we go, that's a six. Okay, yeah, very successful. You turn and uh, so, like, you say, yes, Can would you like to do that or shall I do it for you? He's like, wait a second, you're not Greg. <laughs> and then you turn, you say Seaway's disguise name, and instantly 
Yong is on edge. He, like, tosses his robe aside, and you see he's very sveltely built, like a swimmer's body. And uh, we're going to get into a little fight here. And I know I just said last episode that I hate 10 clocks, so I'm going to give Yong a 10 clock. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Why not? So you're in a fight with Yong. And I think we will make this clock be the entirety of the job. Like this clock isn't just to defeat Yang. This is to get the baby, get out of the place. But we are going to be going up against a, let's say four clock to try and keep you guys from getting noticed by anybody else. All right, so who wants to go first? I would like to. Yeah, you would. <laughs> All right. And what would you like to do? I would like to skirmish with Yang, and I'll decide exactly what that looks like based on my role. <laughs> okay, roll skirmish. What's the uh, effect and yes. position? Yep. We're, we're looking at, I think, risky standard. You've made yourselves known. This is just a straight-up brawl at this point. That is a five. Do I want to do something to try and make it a six? Because that still ends up with a minor complication, right? Yes. You know what? Take a devil's bargain. What would be the devil's bargain? <laughs> I think the devil's bargain would be if you go in for him, he's going to try and go for your face. You know, that's what all of your enemies like to do against you, apparently. And in interacting with his fist against your face would realize there's some makeup going on. Ooh, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'll take my five. <laughs> I feel like a minor complication is going to end up being nicer to me than that. Yes. Um, so I'll keep, I'll actually keep my distance. And I'll use my club that I like to throw, and I'll throw that across the kitchen at him. All right. So this being a partial success, standard effect that is going to give you one tick on the yawn clock, and the complication is we're going to mark one tick on the noticed clock as well. Can I go next? What would you like to do? Assuming we're in Bossing Say, a lot of this is stone, right? A lot of it is stone, in fact. I would like to earthbend. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I would like to basically just try and hit him real hard, but not, you know, kill him or anything. Just kind of lock him up against the wall so we can run past him deeper into the house and cover his mouth so he can't so he can't yell. All right. But I want him I still want him to be able to see, so I want his eyes out of the wall. Okay, what would you like to roll for this? I would like to make it a little bit of a personal thing. I would like to roll a tune when I am bending. Mm, that feels appropriate. I think that does feel appropriate to me because bending is more of a spiritual thing for you than a physical thing. Right. It makes sense for Seaway to roll skirmish or, or something or wreck when he's doing it because that's what it is for him. But for me, it's it's a spiritual thing. Okay, yeah. We'll go with that. It's going to be risky standard. <laughs> two ones and a six. Nice. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Full success. That is going to be two ticks on the young clock. So you reach in, you think about the training that you did back in the day with your cool uncle. You think about the training that you've done with Day in the time since then. And you latch him up to the wall. Uh, he's very shocked at how good of a bender you are. And uh, yeah, his mouth is covered. His eyes are uncovered, but probably won't be covered for much longer. Um, I would like to not attack him, actually. I want to like examine the room real quick and see where all the entrances are doors windows etc mm -hmm. and uh once i've ascertained that i want to earthbend stone in front of all of them so that there's no exits and i also am hoping it'll dampen the noise of us fighting interesting well well, well we didn't know you could bend 
Things have changed, okay? <laughs> I'm doing that, though. And I believe a uh, survey would probably be the best option for that. Okay, that works for me. I'll, I'm going to push myself. Oh. It's a one and a three so far, so uh, I'm pushing myself. <laughs> a six, baby. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Holy cow. Worth it. Totally worth it. I'm so sweaty, guys. <laughs> that is two more ticks on the on clock. You're at five out of ten. And I hope that will come into effect for, like, future getting noticed ticks, maybe, hopefully. Uh, Since the goal was partially to dampen the noise of us fighting. Yeah. I, I'm i going to remove that one tick that we already had on the noticed clock. Ooh. Oh, sweet. Whoa. Anyway, you guys just saw me, like, look around the room, squat, and a bunch of rocks showed up. So uh, do with that info what you will. Um, Both of you? <laughs> I'm going sh- I'm to sh- put my hand over Seaway's mouth so that his voice doesn't you know, get recognized. I mean, mind you, his this guy's face is mostly in stone, so he can't hear very well, but I don't want our voices heard if he wants to identify us and we're not doing fake voices. I'll just, I'll, yeah, I'm just going to turn to Wei Young and I'm going to say in a disguised voice, trying not to act surprised because obviously we've worked together, you know, we're in similar, we're not in the same crews, but we're working together. Good earthbending. Can you sense where any other people are? Can, can I sense where any other people are, Ned? Uh-huh. Would you like to make another study survey roll, perhaps? A survey. I'm just trying to feel out who's around, so... Maybe a baby. Like, a, you know, if there's a two-year-old in a basket somewhere. Five? Five. Partial success. So we're going to mark one on the young clock for that. And at this point, we're going to return that noticed because... Yong has managed to remove his hands and is starting to kind of claw away at his mouth, and he's beginning to shout. Still, you've got the door, so it's not super loud, but you sense up above you, and you're like, okay, servant's quarters over there. That looks like probably a bedroom up there. Two people inside, one big, one small. Is it the room right above us? Uh, not right above you. Uh, the servant's quarters were in kind of a not-quite-basement but a lower sort of floor. And then you've got the main floor and the bedroom appears to be on the second floor. So I couldn't just open a hole up and a baby falls out. Uh, no, in fact. <laughs> okay. So is it Yang's? Is it Yang's turn then? Yeah, it's Yang's turn, I think. Well, Yang acts in response to you folks. Okay. So, oh, so we can keep going? Does that mean I can hit him again? Yeah, you can hit him again. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to skirmish with him at one more time. All right. I think, though, at this point, he has been kind of inactive long enough. You guys have been rolling really well. But now I think it's time for a prowess resistance roll from you as he tries to kind of retaliate against you. Remember, you get the extra die. He's not a spirit, so we don't get two extra dice, right? Correct. He's a spirit of vengeance. <laughs> I am the spirit of bossing say, the very heart and soul of the city. <laughs> How is it that I rolled five dice and didn't get a six? You rolled Ooh. five dice, you didn't get one six? No. I mean, statistically, that's possible. Yeah. Sure. I got a couple fives. All right, so you take one stress as he, like, grabs the stone from around his mouth and tosses it straight at your chest. And so it kind of knocks the wind out of you for a moment, but you still continue bowling forward. Now go ahead and make your roll. Oh my gosh, I feel like that should be special, but it's not. I got triple fours. Um, <laughs> critical mundanity. Critical mundanity. Uh, I'll push myself. All right. That's a one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's a partial success. We will take a partial success. I'll take my four. All right. Yeah, so I'll run over and I'll uh, lean down towards my club on the ground 
And uh, as my hand goes towards it, when it's like a few inches away, the club kind of lifts up into my hand. And then I uh, hit him in the mouth. <laughs> if, that, if, he, if he's screaming. Yeah, so he like reaches over and reopens the entrance that leads most directly to the servants' quarters. He's a bender too? Yeah, surprise. Oh. Uh, he starts shouting in that direction that uh, there are intruders here. So we're going to take one more mark on notice. But you get him right in the mouth before he's able to yell too much. So he's just like, oh, servants, servants, and then, you know, spits out a tooth. Um, there's nothing like passive perception, but I would like for, if this is okay, Seaway not to have really thought much about that. But I want to know, did Tonin or who see that the club kind of whooped up into my hand? I feel like who would be the one most likely to notice I that? probably would have felt it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I got the tremor sense. Okay, I'll leave that. With you, it's it's all right. We'll get to your training montage, okay? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, <laughs> we'll get to your I'm pl- I'm planting seeds. It's called storytelling, Thomas. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, and I'll say real quick. Yong is a little bit dazed at this point, so he's kind of like he just got hit right in the mouth. You see, the birds are swirling around his head a little bit currently. Can I use my turn? To- oh yeah, we don't we haven't done this very much, but can I set up a teammate? Yes, setting up a teammate the way this works is you use your action, and if you successfully achieve it, any team members who follow up get plus one effect or improved position. Um, yeah, I would like to set up the next person to attack Yang. So I will try to, again, bend, but this time, since he's a little delirious, I'm just going to try and like shift the stone underneath his foot to set him off balance. All right. What would you like to do for that? Uh, a tune again. Okay, go for it. Come on, come on, come on. Someone's got to do this really well. I got a five, so that's partial success. But next person, get a six so we can close this out. All right. The consequence for that is we're ticking number three on the four clock for getting noticed. Yeah. Now, you two, because he's set up this advantage for you, for your next action, you each want to get plus one effect or improved position. We only got three left on the yawn clock. I have an idea. So I know exactly where in the house the baby is. Mm-hmm. Or what I assume is the baby. I just know it's a, a room with a big person and a small person. Um, was the big person holding the small person out of curiosity? No. Okay. Would I be able to, since I know where the child is, could I earthbend it down to where we are? Like through the floors? Oh, wow. Uh, we would put you in a desperate position, I think, for that to avoid injuring the child. I mean, we're robots here. We don't. We are incapable of harming or doing something that may harm a child. So if there's a chance <laughs> of that, I shouldn't be able to do it. Um, you could try to earthbend yourself up there. Yeah, can I do that? Can I just like <laughs> swim through the walls up to where the baby is and like creepily, my arms reach out of the walls and pull the child into it? Yeah, you could give it a shot. Horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. This is gonna be a horror movie. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not necessarily trying to be sneaky about it, which wouldn't matter anyway. I've got terrible sneak, but. I'm going to roll Prowl, which is zero dice for me. Correct. Let's see what happens, I guess. Since since I... <laughs> so here we are. I rolled a three. Let's just start there. Since I did such a good survey roll, can I just roll one die for that instead? Since you did such a good survey roll, hmm, the dice say yes. Okay. So can I take the five that I rolled? Sure. Cool. Okay. That's what I do then. (laughs) All right. Partial (laughs) success. You start swimming your way through. We're going to give you one more tick on the yawn clock. 
and you reach out. You, like, go to grab the child, but you have also ticked the final tick on the notice clock. Oh, no. As you reach out, suddenly a burst of flame shoots out right in front of your face. A firebender? Yeah. I guess I'm getting burned. I have no way to dodge that. Yong's wife, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah, we're going to give you uh, just level one harm for this. We will call that eyebrowless. Oh no. It's fine. It's makeup eyebrows. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are wearing a mask, so it doesn't make s- not literally, but you you've been singed essentially. <laughs> so it's it's just a, a a metaphorical name, you know. Eyebrowless <laughs> it is. Uh, I take the child and I'm scooting back downstairs. All right. See way. See way. See way. Don't kill him. Just knock him out. He's got to be alive for this to work. I smash. <laughs> Seaway smash. Seaway smash. All right, go ahead and make that roll. It's the what's the position? And we're gonna just call this a continued risky standard. You already have the setup though, so you can get increased position or effect if you would like. Uh, increased effect. All right. What is my luck today? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I need a devil's bargain. All right. Well, remember you already you are getting increased effect. So what result did you get? A three, a three, and a two. Okay, that would bring it to a partial success. Can I mark a stress to assist? Give him an extra die. You may. I would like to mark a stress and assist, and when I see that he's his foot is kind of slipping as well on the floor, I'm going to stabilize the floor under his feet and keep destabilizing the floor underneath Yang's feet to give him an assist. All right. Five. Okay. Which will become a full success? Which will become a full success. <sighs> okay. I need to take a shower. <laughs> you tick the final two on the Yong clock. Uh, what does it look like as you clock Yong? Yeah, so um, he's still got a little bit of like the rubble going around kind of part of his head that he's been like trying to peel off. And uh, as, yeah, my foot starts to slip, I sort of stumble and start to drop the club. And then my foot gets stabilized again and I grab it in the air before it drops down. And from my like kind of lower to the ground position, I just take a big like hook arc around and come up and I smack him in the side of the head and the last pieces of rock just like fly off into the air as he just like hits the ground. Very nice. So now that you have the child, Yang is unconscious. Do you want to drop any additional evidence before you leave, or are you letting your faces be enough evidence? I will drop a document that I brought with me as part of my load. Nice. And what does the document say, roughly speaking? The document specifically says, and flashback, another flashback. Okay. So I'm going to have to do some stress here, but I'm going to flashback, and I'm going to, I don't know how difficult this is going to be, I'm going to have gotten examples of handwriting signatures things like that from the old guard mm-hmm. and i'm going to have the document signed i'm gonna have the document signed by all of them basically declaring war on all legality within bossing say so the anti-corruption tax task force the bss guard the bss prison the king's circle everybody basically saying this is the first strike you back off and leave us alone or there will be more to come. All right. So that would include presumably the Jings, the Fanged Mercenaries, Gecko Senior, and the Bossing Say Kennel Club. I will say I want the handwriting of the main letter 
to be mirroring Gecko Senior. Okay. The signatures are at the bottom of Gecko Senior is the one who wrote it. All right. I think because you have so many different individuals that you're grabbing information from, I'm going to make a quick roll. Okay, the dice are on your side. That is only two stress. I will take the two stress. And I will also note, if you agree to these terms and want your child back, send a messenger hawk to Gecko Senior and will return your child. All right. Can I add my own flashback onto that Ooh. for part of my load? Like what? It's it's a little thing, just to add a little extra believability, just in case, you know, anyone's like, hey, that letter's a forgery. Um, before Tonin went to do his reconnaissance, Seaway meets up with him and just uh, is like, can you basically, if you see any, like, weapon, dagger, piece of memorabilia that is distinctly their, like, color... We're very distinct to that gang. If things get messy, we drop it on our way out. Um, And so when they come to investigate the crime scene, as they're digging through the rubble, they're like, hey, here's this dagger that is like the Jing symbol on it or something like that. I like that. All right. And I think that is simple enough that you would have had some a decent amount of time to prepare beforehand, but you do have to actually acquire the thing. Let's make that a one stress flashback. Perfect. And that'll be part of my load is whatever that little trinket is. And I'll put it over near the fight where me and Yang fought, where the ground is all shifted and rubbly. I'll like, oh, dropped a dagger. All right. And so the three of you, with child in hand, go rushing out into the dark night of Bossing Say. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. <gasps> I did it's not expect s- us to get the child by just like <laughs> through the wall <laughs> instead of actually like going up the stairs. Truly horrifying. Man, what well, turns out when you're all earthbenders, you can do a lot of weird stuff. I'm picturing like in Breath of the Wild when Link like swims up waterfalls, except <laughs> he's just doing it with the pure rock wall. Just <laughs> no spoilers for the new game, but that's what you do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a guy with a nice late-night snack sandwich if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media, at Improv Table Talk, so if you'd like to connect with us there, maybe you want to talk with Thomas about how good it feels to finally be able to just earthbend because he can earthbend, then don't be afraid to reach out. Now, it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. (laughs) First person we're shouting out is Thomas Ryan, incidentally. What a cool and handsome guy. guy. That doesn't count. Yeah, (laughs) Thomas Ryan uh, is the devil, and you've been getting more devil's bargains lately. I mean, so there's that. Canonically, can I still be considered the devil? Yes. (laughs) What what would you propose would be the alternate? An angel. Oh, no. I'd be lovely. The devil is a fallen angel. No, like a cool angel, not a sucky angel. (laughs) I'll make a roll for it. Uh, you're on the way. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Next person we're shouting out is Stuttering GM. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Stuttering GM is the one who provided the prosciutto that Yang was so happy about. So, I mean, technically speaking, you provided the initial distraction that they needed. Thanks. We appreciate that. That got us going. And the final person we're shouting out is Adrian Garneau. <laughs> Adrian is the handwriting specialist who was able to provide all of the signatures of the different members of the old guard. That came in clutch. Appreciate that. Indeed. 
Well, that's all of our Sticker Club patrons this week, but if you, dear listeners, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improvtabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more, like the obligatory talkback, where surely we are going to be talking about how we're going to keep this child safe. <laughs> Kitchen will just babysit it. I mean, that's honestly not a bad <laughs> yeah, thing. that actually sounds like the one of the l- more logical, safe options. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love how like in the spirit world, you were like, hey, Kitchy, you want to join a Dao Fei gang? And Kitchy's like, oh, absolutely not. And now Kitchy has been hired by a Dao Fei gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now let's do a round of plugs. Thomas, would you like to take that this week? Yes, please. We've got fake campaigns. They're short, they're sweet, they're to the point, and frankly, they're really good. Go listen to a few after we're done with Blaze in the Dark. I believe we're going back to doing Fate stuff. So you'll get some sweet new content, too. So catch up while you can is what I'm driving at here. Uh, We've also done a previous Avatar Legends campaign under the title 10,000 Things. It's really good. I'm not going to spoil it. I think you should just go listen to it. It's really fun. (laughs) Also, we have a sister podcast, iCast Fireball, D&D 5e Actual Play. They're great. They're doing Tyranny of Dragons at the moment. Uh, Our very own Ned is one of the main characters in that campaign. And uh, they also opened a Patreon recently. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. Uh, Also, FanRollDice.com. If you want to get some sweet dice and you want to hook us up with a little cash, go buy some dice there. Use the code VroomVroomFifi and we'll be forever grateful. And uh, one other thing I'd like to plug real quick. This is a fictional podcast. I mean, it's a real podcast, but the story is fictional. Um, don't kidnap children. We're not endorsing that in any way. I want to be really clear. That's not our jam. Um, don't do it. Good disclaimer. <laughs> I give my hearty support behind that. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. Christian Randall as... Donan Yoru and Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. We can't. We can't do this alone. We have been. And how's that been going? Pretty good. <laughs> All things considered, pretty good. We just pulled you out of the spirit world. Yeah, you pulled me out of the spirit world. It wasn't easy. I'm going to call an audible real quick. Evan, what are you thinking right now? <laughs> I'm thinking we've been talking for 42 minutes. <laughs> and this might be our most... Our, I guess I wouldn't call it a boring episode, but... <laughs> okay. The least action possible. The cast has been bickering. <laughs>